Hey everybody, my name is Zach Redrup, this is the It's Not A Phase podcast, and on this episode I'm joined by Paul Green, who is the vocalist for Devil Soul to Soul and the Arusha Accord. We talked briefly about what's going on with those two bands at the moment, but Paul and I also discuss his new charity-driven project, Wolves. What it's all about, its debut single, Worry, the charities he's working with, and loads more. Now, if you enjoyed this or any other episode of the podcast and you want to show your support, there's a few ways that you can do that. Number one, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. It takes just a few seconds and it really does help. Number two, share this on your social media, whether that be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Or number three, if you want to go the extra mile, you can pay a little bit each month to join the Patreon and in return you'll get access to episodes early along with some of our perks. Or you can pick up some merch from the store. All the links to that and the podcast socials where you can follow us can be found at itsnotaphase.co.uk. That's itsnotaphase.co.uk. And now with all that out of the way, let's jump right into this week's episode of It's Not A Phase. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on this episode of It's Not A Phase, where I'm joined by Paul Green, who you probably know as the vocalist of Devil Soul to Soul and the Russia Accord, but has also got a new project out, which we're going to talk about today, called Waltz. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, Zach. Good to see you again, mate. It's been a long time, but you know, we've been doing this for probably about 15 years now together, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, I think the first, first time I met you was Ghost Fest. I can't remember yes. what year. Was it 2010, maybe? Maybe it was at Leeds, the Leeds Uni one. First one I did there, I think. And I was really, I was really drunk. I remember that because me, <laughs> Alex and I are just, I think we just announced that we were going on a hiatus at that point. That was yeah. the show that we did it. And we were just, everyone was on a rampage. So um, yeah, apologies for that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good gig though. I kind of miss Ghost Fest. It's kind of a good festival, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a different scene back then. Definitely good and bad. So pros and cons is definitely how things were back then. I think, yeah. um, everyone's cleaned up their act a bit these days yeah. but uh yeah there was a good a good community vibe as well back then yeah absolutely how was your christmas and new years what did you get up to it was good just family stuff really like i did a bit of writing as well over that period but mostly just taking a breather i mean like everybody a lot of people in music i've got a side hustle in terms of work and um it's just been pretty intense over the last year trying to balance everything so just having a bit of a breather just every, i just needed it to come up for air yeah that's it it's just like Especially with like how intense the past few years have been with the lockdowns and everything that surrounds that. It's just nice to just kind of turn off just for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. We had, I think it was the first Christmas in four we'd seen any of our family. We were away, I think we were in New Zealand, my wife and I, like three years ago. And then obviously COVID. And then we had COVID the following year. So we had to cancel all of our Christmas plans. So it was it was kind of nice seeing everybody, you know, seeing my parents and family, et cetera. And it just felt kind of surreal that, that we were doing it. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just nice nice to kind of take a break from everything else, take a break from social media and just focus on like the people around you. So as I kind of said in the, the intro there, you've got this new project coming out called Bolds. You've got the debut soon coming out soon called Worry. And it's, you know, that the main focus of this project, from what I understand, is, you know, to help raise awareness and funds for some different charities and, and causes that are kind of close to your heart. Before we kind of unpack that a little bit more, when and how did the idea for this project begin? So, I mean, you've you probably noticed with Devil and Arusha that we don't write a lot very quickly. <laughs> and that's um, for me, as somebody that's, I don't feel like I've got a, a lot of music out in the world as much as I should have in 20 years of doing music. So I kind of, it's born from not frustration necessarily, but just feeling that I needed to do more musically and get some more stuff out there. I'd always wanted to test myself and just kind of write myself. I've been so dependent upon other people, like musicians or whoever, to get get music first and then write vocals to it, etc. So to kind of set myself a bit of a challenge, really, just 
can I do this? Am, am I actually able to write without others? And I've partly like passed that test and partly failed it because I've, I've got a load of help in from others to sort of do bits in the studio. But yeah, I've been writing quite a lot. I mean, I can literally write a song a day, which is crazy. When you know, it's been, I spent months and months in the past writing things for Arusha and Devil. So it's um yeah, it's just been a really kind of nice journey with that for me, and made me realise that I'm not as rubbish as I thought I was. <laughs> that kind of thing. But it's a totally different way of writing as well. It, you know, I write vocals first with this, so I guess the only song that I've ever done with any of the bands previously was Loss. Uh, on mm. the last record so that that was a vocal first song and then we sort of wrote uh, the music around it and then built on that from the initial right. phases but yeah i think we're probably going to end up doing a bit more of that in the future with um with devil especially but yeah it's just been a really nice challenge and i kind of t- made a decision to not do it for like personal gain yeah. but do it for, more for charities not trying to be like some altruist etc but just i think there's there's more to more to life than just trying to rake, rake in a few quid here and there there's a lot of people out there deserve it more and need it more yeah yeah and that's become increasingly the case in recent years with everything that's going on in the world you know cost of living and then businesses going under because of what's happened during the the covid lockdowns and stuff like that so i think you know a kind of selfless project like this is is definitely something that's needed. Yeah, it felt good. It feels good to be doing it as well. Like it's um, and looking at the first charity that we're supporting of the first single, it's a charity called Young Minds. So Young Minds they deal mostly with children and young people's mental health issues. They're providing like support in the community to parents, to schools, just for training resources, but also giving like parents helplines, kind of like how parents can get help for their kids and. And also how to talk to their kids about mental health. And yeah. obviously during lockdown and all of that, I had a lot of friends who have had you know, more children at school ages, really struggled, really suffered with all this. And it's kind of put me on to thinking about about using these guys as our, our first charity to donate to for the first song. Yeah, because especially like when all that was going on, sometimes I guess it was hard to explain to kids exactly what the situation was, why they couldn't go out and play with their friends and do the things that they would normally do, why they're not in school. And when you're at that kind of age, I guess it's kind of hard to kind of comprehend the reasoning. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like we when we were kids, we never, I don't, you know, unless you had some personal stuff going on, like we didn't have this massive event. No, yeah. Nothing like this ever happened in our lives. And I feel like even our generations kind of, myself included, have had issues with anxiety or, de- or depression, et cetera. And we never really had that toolkit when we were growing up to know how to deal with it. We would just, it sort of has come around now, but looking at this next generation coming through, having these toolkits available, getting out to them sooner rather than later really help, will really help people through their lives. So you're not going into your 20s trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with you. And you're going into your 30s trying to understand your coping mechanisms. You're, yeah. you're getting it early. You're being able to deal with these things. And I think that's, yeah, if, if this band can help with a little bit, a little money go, go into that, then that's, that's super cool. And mental health, you know, you know, it's a universal struggle we all have, you know, to varying degrees of, you know, different people. And some people kind of cope with it in different ways. Some people cope with it better than others and, you know, kind of, addressing those problems or just kind of knowing how to handle those problems better what tends to help you during times when your mental health's kind of taken a bit of a dive you know with whatever it may be like anxiety depression just an, an off day i need uh i need to get that breath of air that's um that's one of the things it's part of the reason why i sort of moved to the countryside away from some towns just you can get out for a walk and just clear your head a bit 
switch off the phone or if you need to like just step away from all of those distractions the things that kind of keep pinging around and making your brain whirl around so much but just understanding what understanding the bits that kind of set you off as well so i've been pretty good over the last say 10 years of finding those elements that aren't healthy for me and just not doing them or um or just cutting them out of my life etc and whether whether that's I don't know spending too long on my phone or drinking too much or whatever, just understanding your triggers. Yeah, absolutely. To kind of return to the the project itself, you know, the name Walds, that comes from kind of you mentioned where you're from, the Cotswolds, is that right? Yeah. So originally from Reading, but I, I moved up this way I think nine years ago now. It's right. definitely the best thing I've I've ever done. Um so this is home now, hundred percent. I don't think I'll move away from here unless unless they drag me away. It's just a beautiful area to be. I said it's good for clearing my mind. That's kind of helped me a lot. But yeah, I just wanted to name the band after it because hey, why not? You'd say you're more of a, a country and small town boy than a city boy. <laughs> I am now, yeah. yeah. I think when I was growing up, I was supposed to spend as much time in London as possible with gigs. So yeah, going to Astoria mm. and all of those like quality venues that are not there anymore. But yeah, I think it's my life's changed quite a lot over the recent years. I'm probably a bit of an old, old man in a sort of younger mm. man's body, uh, especially mentally. So, you know, it's it's helped me getting away to this area and sort of starting afresh. And it's just, yes, great. Honestly, I couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. It might be like an age thing, like you say, because when I was like in uni and I was much younger, I was like, I say much younger, about 10 years ago or so. I always wanted to kind of go to London because that's where everything's going on. But nowadays, I can't think of anything worse than going on the tube every day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, honestly. I think when when we go on tour, it's it's a bit of a shock to the system. So we go from here straight into the van and you're in a big city it's pretty busy so it's like it takes me a good couple of shows to get used to that sort of environment it probably sounds a bit weird that especially the amount of shows we've played over the years but it is quite strange you get dropped from one in one like very different environment into another and you kind of get stuck in your ways a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah and i guess it's kind of a shock as well then going back after tours finish to what your life normally is i love tour don't get me wrong but like coming back home straight out there moan the lawn <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's one of the genuine one of the things that helps me clear my mind it's uh, i should have said that earlier when you asked me that question but my wife probably thinks i'm absolutely mental i know the guys <laughs> in the band do but it's just um yeah to switch off go and do something different it's good yeah and you know get a nice uh nice warm shower an actual comfy bed oh god yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it's a bit different on tour isn't it we're, we're lucky that we're in like travel lodges and stuff these days but when it was arusha i remember one one evening of many like sleeping outside rock city in the van with like eight of us in the footwells across the seats one on the dashboard oh god um yeah just like, you wake up in the morning everyone's sort of uh condensation from the breaths just dripping all over you <laughs> it's a gr- grim it's, it's grim. <laughs> such a grim existence when you you start out but um yeah devil was a bit of a step up in terms of how they look after themselves which was a nice change especially as you get older like now like i dread the idea of if got like going to download or something and camping i've got to get a hotel now <laughs> Fair play. yeah, yeah I, I don't think i've done download since like 2009 or 10 and um yeah we camped that year i think we were camping with i remember i might have been driving tesseract or somebody i can't remember who it was maybe silosis but the um yeah just the thought of going back to that no way especially like uh the toilets and the, the showers and Oh god, yeah. It's not for me. It's not for me. You, you should get VIP now, Zach. Come on, you've been doing this game long enough. Well, I, I wish I could get VIP. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs>
at the moment, other than you with this project, it's Alex Woods and Johnny Renshaw, who are both in Devil as well. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, so I've been some recording at Johnny's studio, um, and he's also helping me sort of piece together all the musical side of things and doing recording most guitars. We've had uh, James Clayton, or everyone just calls him Clayton, from Marusha as well on this this first couple of tracks. And um, it's just really, it's just been great to like kind of make music with mates without any pressure. Yeah. So usually, like we're we're really really tough on each other, um, not in a like nasty way or like a or whatever within the bands, but we know we need to produce something like exceptional, etc., to go to go out to the record label, then to to go onto onto the fans. I don't have any fans with this band. <laughs> I don't I don't have a record label. I don't need one because obviously they take a cut, and I, that's not what we want. Yeah. We want it all to go to charity. So we've just been having a lot of fun. It's just a bit of joking around in the studio. And I guess the idea of it as well is that we have kind of more rotating membership as well. It's not going to be, so apart from maybe Johnny and, and Lex, I don't think there's any fixed members, even myself. I don't feel that I need to sing on every single track. I'd be more than happy to have people sing instead. And as, as long as we're doing, we're sticking to our pledge, which is to donate everything to charity, then happy days. Yeah. And I guess as well, when you're doing it like that, there's no fixed members. That means the focus isn't on the people and the members in the band. The focus is more on what the project is, the message and, you know, the, the causes that you're working towards and whatever the song is. 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, that's partly why I'm probably not going to do any promo shots or anything like that for this at all. It's just going to be about the music rather than that. I don't want I don't really want that. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, with Devil and Arusha, et cetera, you get your buzzing about getting your magazine photos in there and it's like, cool, mm. it goes in the scrapbook. I don't really care about that. So yeah, we just be putting music out there and you know, sending a couple of t-shirts, hopefully to try and help raise money to record the stuff because it's, it's not never cheap, but you know, music, everything goes to the, goes to that. And, you know, with the, this debut single, Worry, like you said before, it's going towards organization, Young Minds. And in terms of the song itself, it's definitely stylistically very different from what you've done before. It's kind of like a pop rock, alt rock kind of song. And you've got a solo thrown in there for good measure as well. Yeah, um, this is fun. I guess that's the whole point. The thing is, like, I just, I didn't want to do anything that I'd done before. I mean, I, was, yeah. I tried to do that when I uh, joined Devil from Arusha as well. I went from tech metal to like more post metal, post rock, post hardcore, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's it kind of feels important to me to not retread any, any like boards that you've done before, or any steps. And because I'm writing it, it's simple. It's always going to be simple. And um, so Johnny's thrown in a pretty fun solo over the top of it. But yeah, stylistically, totally different. And that's kind of always a little bit of a worry that people are going to expect something you've done before. But we'll see. We'll see how it's received. I think it's quite fun. And yeah, uh, yeah it's not a bad song. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. Like, like I said to you before, it's a really catchy, like alt rock, pop rock song and very different from what you've done before. And like you say, very simple when, especially considering the other band that you're in, you know, some of those songs aren't, well, I don't think any of the songs are simple and some of them aren't sure. Whereas, you know, you've, you've done, gone into this and it's basically the polar opposite. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess focus on these songs. It needs to be more universally appealing because you want you want it to be heard as much as possible, raise as much money as possible. But also, like it's more about messages than anything. So lyrically, I get a lot of time to be able to focus on lyrics. Whereas some of the songs in the past, like Arusha, even Devil at times, you have to sacrifice a lot of the things you want to say for the song yeah. because it's the way it's structured. Yeah. So not so much in this. I think lyrically, it's going to be. I mean, all of the I think I've done about six songs so far. They're all decent. I'm happy with them. And what kind of are you going for any other styles with these other songs, or is it kind of? Oh god, yeah, it's 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 really broad. Um, 
so I, I think some will make people like throw up a little bit because it's I've done I've actually done a Christmas song as well, which is hilarious. Um, well in advance. Yeah, it's a weird one. I wrote it so I wrote it, that one in 2021, so around December January time. Um, it was never meant to be for anybody's ears. Mm. It was a, I wrote it for a friend's his family. He was he's he was having his treatment for leukemia, and he did for like sort of three to six months, pretty much stuck in hospital the entire time. So. He, He's away from his family at that Christmas, and so I wrote him a song just about about that. Really, like you know, this Christmas I won't be there, but next Christmas everything will be fine. Sort of. That's that's the message it gives across anyway. But it's it's a little bit. It's very uncomfortable for me to write something like that because it's completely out of character. I'm used to like screaming down a microphone most of the time. But you know, I put it up for 48 hours this Christmas just so people could hear it because it was also the following Christmas for when he was in hospital and it kind of completed the loop that he was back home with his family and it was just a nice it was nice to kind of be that that was the case because it's not always the case when you have leukemia like that but he's doing all right so that's that was kind of cool and put it out and people seemed to like it which was good funnily enough a lot of people that would never usually like a or devil commenting on it which you know i might i got a feeling that probably not everybody's going to enjoy that track from the current fan base but it might open up some doors for people that kind of would want to support that sort of cause anyway is it ever difficult to kind of like write about that kind of stuff and you know not come across as like because lyrically you've got to come across as sincere, yeah. genuine and sincere yeah not yeah i think so. i think so i think you know i don't tend to just write them off of, of non-events etc like it mm. has to come from experience in life or something's happened or it's happened to somebody i know same as with lost on the last devil album mm. you know i literally sat down with with alex for couple of hours and just spoke to him about his mum passing and I just wrote down what he said and turned those into the lyrics so I think it's important to sort of be as you know, like say sincere as honest with your music as possible and that term probably gets criticism occasionally because like of course all music should be honest and etc but when it comes to talking about subjects where they have a like real personal meaning and, and impact and effect on your own life you have mm. to be but I, I don't know how you can't be at the same time yeah, it's, it's always just like if, if people kind of say that it's people that are wanting to kind of troll or cause trouble and yeah i just don't understand where that kind of energy and effort comes from oh definitely a hundred percent i will get some grief from this just purely because that's human nature and we, i've had it so much in the past with both bands like some of the, the abuse that you get is unreal mm. so a hundred percent expect to get some for this and um i don't care yeah, I've, got, I've my skin has got a lot thicker over the years. I think well, I used to get quite downbeat about it, but realistically, yeah. I don't care about these people. If you don't like this song, okay, that's fine. If you like the other songs, just go listen to them. Yeah, exactly. It's like you the don't have to they be, don't exist anymore. You don't have to spend ten minutes writing a reason why you hate the song, hate me, and hate everything in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I remember when I joined Devil initially, I got so much, so much grief. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially especially from like um some of the hardcore fans to be up to be fair and this is not a reflection on, on russian fan base in general but they're very very blunt with what they say right. so I, I genuinely had messages saying like just fuck paul green and mm-hmm. it was like before i'd even sung a single note on record so people will say what they want to say i can't you can't stop that and um mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just do you. And uh, like we've kind of talked about, this project isn't about you anyway. It's about the causes that the songs are about. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yes, that's 100% that. I mean, like go back to sort of song types. So yeah, we've got alt rock, sort of punky sort of style stuff. 
I think the next song would be a bit more, bit more rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, depends which one we come, comes out next. And then um, there's even a country rock one, which I, I really don't like country. I've got to be honest. Right. But then I started writing a song and it's like, oh God, this is a country song. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to try it. I haven't recorded it yet. So I need to, need to um, spend a bit of time probably with Johnny. And I think Clayton's going to help out a lot more in this one. Just trying to make it a little less Dolly Parton and a little bit more kind of normal kind of rock with a tinge of country to it right it's so annoyed that i've written a song that in the genre that i wouldn't generally listen to but it's actually good which is even more annoying yeah <laughs> is there a banjo in there oh no no it's not it's not going that extreme no slight <laughs> no slide guitar i don't think either no. but then, yeah it's just it's more the lyrical like flow and the, the starlight stylizations of it all it's like jesus is actually pretty country right but then there's just a couple of bits of that a bit more folky stuff as well and um, like the christmas song is kind of a bit more of a folky one i just gotta with that one i've got to get an, an orchestra uh, sorry an orchestra, um, a choir and back end of it so i know a few choirs to have a chat to so that's something to do over the over the next sort of six months but yeah plenty plenty to sort out plenty still to do so what's the kind of plan then like is it going to be a new song every month or something like that that initially was the idea and i just realized that probably with writing a new devil album and doing all these sorts of things it's it's going to be really difficult to make that work so I, from a vocal perspective yeah i could write a song in every month no problem but it's then getting the studio time and getting the people in to sort of play the instruments because i'm just not quite good enough at everything right <laughs> but um yeah it's it's just making sure people are available without derailing any of the other plans that we've got outside of it yeah so it, I don't think it matters too much whether it's a song every other month or every month or once a quarter, but we just want to, I just want, I just want to keep some momentum with this um, make sure it's not just a couple of tracks and then it dies a death. So yeah, just that. And then you're trying to get some sort of more auction side of things going as well. So um, just trying to get some signed equipment and things from people from other bands. Um, randomly, I go to the pub with the status quo drummer quite a lot. The original one, John Coughlin, he's, he's quite local. Um, Claim to fame. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. He's just yeah, really nice guy. Like, super, he's got some amazing stories. But yeah, get, get something signed by him and see what I can do locally. I know Tony Iommi lives in a couple of villages away. So just anything I can do and trying to raise raise money like online auctions and stuff as well to bring that into the fold. And you know, you, you talked again about the uh, going into kind of country, which isn't a, a genre you really listen to. Would you say there's any genres that are kind of off the table that you wouldn't really write? Um, I don't. I don't think I could probably write something like grime or trap or anything like that. It's not. No. It just wouldn't suit me. Um, and also lyrically, just the stuff I could write to that, I just wouldn't make sense. It, it would be really fraudulent. It feel like writing to that. You can call yourself um, Little Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be Little a good Paul. name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess like I wouldn't mind trying some some more. You know, like bands like the Black Queen, like a more gothy electro type thing. We yeah. might try and some bits down that sort of route because I've written a couple of tracks like that in the past, which haven't I haven't put out. I guess the only thing that's off the table is screaming. I don't want to write anything too heavy, just purely because I don't think it would get the universal uh, listeners that I'd. As much as I'd love to write stuff like that, I think it's probably the wrong thing to do for a charity. And bearing in mind that they all vet the lyrics, so you have to make sure that if you want association with a charity. I think it's, it's super important to make sure that it, it doesn't tread over any lines. And some charities don't even accept songs. Right. So, which is mental. I mean, I looked at Mind, Mind UK. It's another one. It's another it's a mental health charity. Really respect. They don't accept any songs. 
any um, money from that that sort of revenue, which is I can understand it, and I guess a lot of it um, is down to people going, "Hey, this song's for charity." What ten percent of it's going to charity? Whereas mm. we've made it really clear with our pledge and on our website, it sort of states exactly what we're doing, exactly how much money it costs us to do everything, but that's not coming out of the song tallies. Yeah, we launch everything through tunecore.com and it tells you the percentages that work out the profit margins. We just want to be completely transparent with everything. Yeah. So what's kind of that process then, you know, if there's anyone listening who's, you know, perhaps makes music or is in a band and they want to kind of do a song for charity, what is it, the process there? Would you approach charity first saying? Yeah, I would do. So for example, like I, I had a good look around online. So just to see what their terms and conditions were when it came to fundraising for for things like with music or video then i approached them and asked uh you know for their blessing and such and if i could have their logos and um to be able to use and they asked for the lyrics in return so just make sure that whatever you're writing is isn't going to be horrific yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah they they're really they were really really appreciative at young minds and they have been on social media so far and um yeah we just it's just about trying to make sure that you don't tread any, over any lines with it so obviously with worry i didn't have to write a song about mental health and it to go to a mental health charity i don't think that's that's necessarily what they're looking for they're just looking for stuff that sticks to their values so yeah that's that's basically it really um in terms of like getting it out out the door and then yeah, just chuck it over to whatever platform you want to set it on. Some some will be better than others. You may want to use a record label, but for me personally, as much as I, I respect all the labels that I've worked with over the years, I don't really want to be given a percentage of any profits from a, a sale for charity to a, a record label. Kind of goes against what you're trying to do with it. A hundred percent. No one no one should be making money off of this other than the charities. If you were to look in the future, this time next year, where would you hope this new world's project would be and what it's achieved, what you're hoping for? So I'd like to have like a, a good list of songs out with um, having helped a bunch of charities over 2023. I don't know about live shows. I'm, I'm really like stuck on this one, whether I'd want that to be a thing purely because it's I find them really stressful these days, uh, which is mental. I've done so many over the years, but um it's a can't imagine having to do three live bands if Arusha comes back and does live days. I guess I just want I want it to be at a point where people see Worlds as, as the organization that I want it to be, which is just a charity organization, not just something that's about music. So stepping outside of the the songs and trying to get these auctions going or getting any fundraising pieces that we could do as well. And when it's to be seen as like a, a hub for good in music, that maybe I could get some people on board that have a bigger status than, than myself or the other guys in it so that they can we can help boost it even further fortunately obviously know a lot of musicians over the years from growing up in the scene but whether they'd be into doing something like this i don't know it's it's tough to know i, I guess we'll sort of take it one song at a time one month at a time and see where we go people might completely ignore it who knows social media might block us from doing anything good we know how it works yeah i mean hopefully that's not the case but can't rule that out unfortunately yeah yeah just just i want to stay positive i said i said that and yeah i want to stay positive with it just want to do as much good as possible that's basically where we need to go well now there's, there's some people listening to this who you know will also be keen to know about you know the other bands that you're in that we've mentioned you know devil solo soul and the original chord so with devil you know you put your latest album out in april 2021 so and you know it's crazy to think that that's nearly two years ago now yeah 
Yeah, of course. It is, yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, that's the first album where, you know, it's you and Ed doing the vocals and, and the lyrics kind of like trading off and sharing that responsibility in the band. Looking back at that record now, you know, like I say, two years on, not only considering, you know, the gap between material with Devil, but also pointing out at a time when, you know, the lockdowns were still rife and stuff. How how kind of was that? What was that time like for you? And, you know, looking back on the album, do you think it kind of achieved what you were hoping for? I guess, like, it was pretty frantic time-wise. Um, we had to fit a lot of stuff in very late in the day because of the way the lockdowns were coming in quite heavily. So getting videos shot, like, three and three, and three weeks or things like this. We would never have done that previously. I really enjoyed the process. It was stressful because we didn't have a label until after we'd finished recording the um, the album and we didn't really know where it was going to go whether it was going to be a self-release or whether mm. we were going to be put out into the world via a label and obviously we have nuclear blast records which is like way above the expectations of what i had when we we wrote it we knew it was a good record we were really proud of it but i didn't really expect us to get onto nuclear blast if i'm honest mm. so um yeah massive kudos to barley there for um just really feeling the record and bringing it on board and yeah that was great and yeah, we we did have a great time with that and all of that sort of initial phase there. I think touring was affected massively for us. And I don't think we've achieved as much as we would have liked to with the touring. Partly of that, we get, whether they're real reasons or whether they're excuses we've been given by people that, oh, you know, things are just delayed by a couple of years, festival lineups and this, so you're not on this year. I don't know if I buy that anymore. So, yeah, I think we probably missed our window for touring loss doing the festival run that we probably would have hoped and it deserved. It's mm. the first time we've charted with an album and we were like number two rock album. We should have been playing the festivals. So that was a bit of a kick in the, in the balls in some ways. So um, I think we had to, as much as we were super happy with the way the label dealt with things and that we, the press was great for it and et cetera, et cetera. Really disappointed with the show perspective. UK tour was great. We did a couple of other bits like Arc Tangent, but even Arc Tangent was because someone dropped out. So mm. you kind of like, we should have been playing Download. We should have been playing the European festivals. And I don't know, really, there's no real excuse for that. So yeah, we had to think about, do we want to do another record? And everyone's on board. So we started writing. We had our first session this weekend, just gone. So we got three tracks down. Um, so we, yeah, we're just, we're plowing ahead. We want, we want to make this happen. We want to do something that gets us the tours that we feel that we deserved over all these years. We haven't had those support slots that we, I think... And not you know, not saying that we 100 we deserve it, but we've worked hard over this these last 10, 20 years. It'd be nice to be be getting some of that. Yeah, especially now as well that you're on nuclear blasts. Like you, you say it yourself, you kind of got I guess fucked over a little bit on terms of the live circuit with this with loss. But I would hope that with a next record, because you've kind of got the the backing of nuclear blasts, and because of how well lost did you know critically and also in the charts that that would be able to push you into getting you know all those kind of live opportunities with this next one yeah i really hope so and you know yeah we were new to the label last time i think you know we solidify our position with a second album on there 100 percent um obviously we were a bit of a shock to the system for some nuclear blast fans who probably thought we were a lot lighter than they they would have liked on the record but we mm. have gained a hell of a lot more fans from the back of it um we think about the reach of nuclear blast at three million fans on like instagram etc and so on and so forth it it really does matter mm. when you get get on the bigger record label um and also the press we had we were territorial press especially so we did we did the usual uk stuff which was awesome but we were doing south america and way more in north america loads in australia and, and so on and so forth 
that's something we've never had previously not mm. to that extent so it's opened doors up to an australian tour later this year which is you know, a real positive and i as much as i'm a little moan about not getting the tours and getting the festivals yeah. earlier that's something that it, was, it has given us some weights behind us like being being on a label like that and, be, mm. and knowing that if you do go and tour in australia or new zealand or wherever in the world that they've got somebody in that territory that can help push that tour yeah. and you as a band it's absolutely fantastic yeah so you, you said there's, there's some work going on for the next album now you said about three songs from the first session what's what's kind of yeah. the timeline looking i mean i don't know if you've got like Oh, no idea at the moment, honestly. Um, I guess that's a tricky bit because we've got other things that we want to do this year. Um, so we've got some anniversary shows that we want to get in there. Like, you know, mm. Bless and Curse turned 10, Empire of Light turned 10 last year. Yeah. And we're just trying to, like, figure out how the hell do we fit doing that in? Because it's not Two just anniversaries in one year. Uh, we, yeah, well, exactly. We were looking to do back-to-backs with those shows, like yeah. you know, one album, one night, next, next. But I just don't know if it's possible now, um, mm. purely because you think about how many practices that's going to take to get two albums worth of material. Some of, some of the songs we've never played before, absolutely nailed split between the two vocals, get all the production ready. You're talking nine, probably nine weekends worth of practice and, yeah. and like production. I don't know where we're going to find that time with life in general. And mm. if we want to play some festivals or we want to do this and that. So we're probably going to whittle it down and do an anniversary this year and an anniversary next year. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see when that's going to be. We're genuinely we're talking about this weekend, so we need to make make it happen. We're very good at not following things through. <laughs> it's probably why we don't get the source. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we um we're, we're going to get that sorted asap. So we get it out to sort of the fans and get tickets sort of selling early, and probably be a couple of shows there. Won't won't be doing like a, a full UK tour, European tour for the back of it. It's just be yeah. a couple of nights, really be good shows. Uh, everyone enjoy themselves and yeah be fun yeah and that kind of build up a bit of hype as well for this this next record and also for you guys to kind of feel like reinvigorated going back into those kind of sessions again yeah definitely it's what it's one of the bits that one of the bits that i've sort of spoken with the guys about a lot and it has it doesn't dictate anything at all but i really don't want to be just a band doing anniversary shows like you get yeah. a lot come back and do it i hate that it's just we're not that band we've still got a lot more to write so i've always sort of said if we are going to be doing anniversary shows, we need to be looking at new material too. So um, yeah, we're going to try and juggle that. We've got another session we're booking in early March to do a second writing session. So that'll probably be rounding off a couple of these um, these three tracks and also doing a couple more. So that'd be half an album done then, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> so although I don't believe it'd be, it won't be like anywhere near coming out this year. Next year is, is, is looking pretty good. Yeah, promising. Yeah, definitely. So on to... Uh... The Russia Accord. I know, obviously, your last release was the uh, Durican EP in 2018. Jeez, yeah, that's yeah. a long, long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a bit different with Arusha, but Arusha's kind of like unraveled back into a bit of a bedroom band. Right, it feels like anyway. We're so active, but the reality is, like Luke, our bassist, does a lot of the um, composition. Right. So regardless of who who creates parts in there, he pulls it together and makes these insane crazy like journeys of tracks he's just been super busy he's got a young family as well um and yeah. a, his own little like pt business and that's just been pulling his time fully so we had to chat about it at the beginning of the year because i was 
was a bit annoyed that things kind of hadn't moved along. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I've been waiting sort of a, a long time. And usually what happens when we've been waiting a long time with Arusha is the music gets finished and they expect the vocals done really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we need to get this out. It's like, come on, guys, give me, you just had like six years to write your musical bits for five songs. Mm. Can you at least give me a little bit of time here? So that's, um, I get a bit frustrated with that. I'm not going to lie. They know that. We've spoken about it. Yeah, Luke sort of turned around and said, probably not going to be doing much for six months this year in terms of writing. Right. And the irony with that is the songs are pretty much finished. Okay. So it's, it's almost just like signing them off. And they're, they're really good. It, I'd say it's a better EP than Jurican. It's probably of the, the four EPs we've got in the pipeline, it's probably the second, my second favorite musically. Right. Okay. Um, the, thir- the third one's the best, 100%. But the, um, yeah, they're just, it's just getting over that, getting over the line. And without any pressure from a label or anything like that, sometimes you you need that pressure to be able to sort of push you to get things sorted yeah. out. Yeah. So the the, the fourth AP series is still planned. Very much there. Very much there. The, the irony is, like a lot of the songs are written for the other ones as well. Right. But they're just it's just the finalization of everything. Like when and that's like you know tweaking tempos and oh this bit needs a, a better sequencing, a better run to like stitch it together and these mm. these components and stuff. It just takes time, and unfortunately, when you get to this sort of time of our lives, when your work becomes more important. When we were twenties with Arusha, we just did what the hell we wanted, drank too much, played every single toilet venue in the country, <laughs> and and it, we didn't have any anything on our shoulders then. So it will happen. It's I'm you know, sorry to anyone that's waiting. It's it's not it's not in my hands, unfortunately. But it, I'm ready to write to it whenever. And I've written I've written two of the songs so far um, when I've been given demos. But the irony there is they probably change them a bit after every time they send me a demo. So I might have to throw some of those ideas away, unfortunately. Well, like you say, you know, life's different now. People are older. There's responsibilities like work, kids, yeah, yeah. everything else in between. So, Which is great. I mean, this is it makes genuinely makes doing music even more fun for me because I get to get away from work and play some cool shows with my friends, write some cool music that people still care about, which is like absolutely mental. I, I love doing this more than ever. A hundred percent. It's just finding the time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. I, I make the time. Always make the time. Hence why we've got three projects on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep yourself busy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else do you have planned for 2023 so far in, you know, any of those three projects, you know, that we've not already discussed? Yeah, so most mostly what we've discussed there. So just writing with Devil, getting this anniversary shows um, sorted out. Australia, New Zealand, hopefully a J- Japan show again trying to get some European shows in, which has been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be this time around. So just trying to play the places we haven't played yet that we, we've we already got existing fans and also where we want to expand to. So we've never done Australia and New Zealand. There's that side of things, but I guess that's really it for Devil. Like we just, if we get the festivals on board, then great. If not, no problem. No, we, we'll just carry on writing until we've got our record. Um, with Arusha, yep, carry on as we were. <laughs> so the back end of this year, probably end up be more writing. Hopefully we can get some recorded this year right. if possible but it's i'm not going to hold my breath at the moment till i've got a green light from from luke and and the others and with wold just grow it i think wold's probably would be my you know it's, it's a lot it's a lot more in my control which is yeah. nice i can actually get stuff sorted out and i don't have to rely on anyone else to make a decision um so wold's probably be the thing that does more this year than any of the others and that's it's exciting 
Yeah, and hopefully you raise quite a lot of funds and, uh, if nothing else, awareness for these causes that you're writing these songs for. And yeah, hopefully it, it helps people well, out less fortunate yeah. than us. Absolutely. And I really appreciate you having me on here because obviously that's given given a platform to this. And it's for, for a band that's not really not really out there yet to have this opportunity. I do really appreciate it. So thanks, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Before I let you go, have you got any final words, anything you want to say, anything else you want to plug that we've not talked about? Yeah, I guess just um, 9th of February, got the song Worry coming out. If you want to find out any more information about the sort of charities and the band itself, kind of what we're looking to do, if you go to woldsband.uk, everything's there. I've set up the website with as much information as possible. If you've got any requests for any charities that you'd like um, like supporting, uh, let, let Zach know in the comments or whatever, wherever this yeah. ends up. And um, yeah, that would be really appreciated. We open to all suggestions kind of this is this is a community project so you're part of the community this is a music community thing so just do it awesome thanks very much paul i really appreciate you coming yeah, on cheers zach yeah and enjoy the the rest of your evening and uh, you, catch you uh, at a show or something soon That'd yeah cool. definitely yeah definitely again i really appreciate this and genuinely mean that like um, yeah this is all about about doing some good stuff so yeah, thanks thanks for being a part of that yeah i'm all for doing good stuff where i can mate so uh, good man thanks very much and uh, yeah I'll speak to you soon. Legend. Take care, dude. You too. Bye. Bye. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you enjoyed this or any other episode of the podcast, then please leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. If you want to support the podcast further, you can go and give it a follow on social media, pick up something from the merch store, or subscribe to the Patreon to get early access to episodes. All the links can be found at itsnotaphase.co.uk. That's itsnotaphase.co.uk. Thanks again, hopefully catch you on the next one, and remember, it's not a phase, it's a lifestyle.